a moment of our service where a lot of our people could not come because of the uh, inavailability of this, um, the venue. But again, we will just uh, leave it unto the Lord and we just thank the Lord that we have our chance now to um, worship Him still, uh, despite that many of our uh, people could not make it or could not come in person. First Peter chapter 5, <clears throat> verse number 10 and 11. Only two verses, I will start there. <clears throat> Just follow with your eyes. Paul, can you give me water, please? <clears throat> First Peter chapter 5, verse number 10 and 11. The Bible says, But the God of all grace, who had called us unto His eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you, to Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, uh, for this morning service. Thank you for the people that have come here to our place to worship you. And also, Lord, for our people that are uh, in their homes and, and, and tuning in online. Lord, I pray that um, you will um, give us all that uh, blessing, O oh God, that we need uh, from you today. I pray, Lord, that you will shower us with all your blessing. And Lord, protect us from all adversities and our uh, discouragements. And Lord, strengthen your people. Um, if those people, O oh God, that uh, we have in our church, they have problems, please, Lord, attend to their needs, attend to their um, problems, and help them, Lord. And O oh God, we pray that we can gain victory in, in our Christian walk. Because, Lord, we want to be used by you. We want to be um, used for the furtherance of your word that we can share the gospel and we can encourage the people around us. Lord, uh, please be with each one of us and um, help us, Lord, to uh, gain that victory in our heart and help us, Lord, to triumph in this uh, battle that uh, we are facing. And, Lord, uh, you know that we are on your side and I pray, O oh God, that you will honor us you will honor our, our, our desire that, Lord, um, you will be the one that uh, will uh, be <clears throat> manifested in the lives of our um, people in the church. That as we live our Christian life, as we walk uh, with you, that the Lord Jesus Christ will be magnified. Bless all of us this morning and help us, Lord, to understand about problems, about calamities and adversities in life. Help us, Lord, to uh, gain this knowledge. Uh, not just to gain knowledge, but also to um, make this as a principle that uh, we will be able, Lord, to withstand against the wiles of the devil, against the, uh, the working of the enemy. Uh, Lord, once again, bless all your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's take a look at this uh, passage of Scripture. But our aim really this morning is to understand that we are in a journey. We are in a journey in this life, and our journey is towards glory. Our journey is towards heaven and, and towards uh, <coughs> where the presence of the Lord is. <coughs> Alright, so here in this passage of Scripture, we see now um, uh, the book of First Peter, and we know that this book of First uh, Peter is the book of triumph. This is a book of um, victory, but it's not just an easy victory because this is a book of victory in trials. If you look at this chapter, I mean this entire book of First Peter, um, you will see a lot of sufferings. You see a lot of victory also along along um, with that, uh, because this is Apostle Peter writing uh, about our Christian life, the reality of sufferings, the reality of adversity in in our lives. In in chapter one. First um, Peter chapter one verses one to nine, you will find that um, Apostle Peter begins with the blessed promises, and you see the promises of the Lord that will end up uh, in his speaking of trials and ultimate victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. So I believe um, all of us understand that there is this reality of suffering in life. We all have suffering. We all have adversities. We all have these um, uh, problems that we go through and we face every single day in our lives. Some are heavy and some are mild. But again, we face problems. And for 
perhaps many of you who have that face problems yet, um, I'm sure that it will come. But I'm just like conditioning your heart that uh, when problems come, you may not falter, you may not um, be weakened in your faith, uh, but rather you'll be the more, uh, you know, strong. You'll be uh, stronger in the Lord as you go through and face trials in life and then ward off all those discouragements and focus only on the Lord Jesus Christ Amen. and His might and His victory because our victory is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. That He even won the victory for us, even our souls. He said in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, He said uh, that, um, Oh, death, where is this thing? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? For the strength of, of, of sin is uh, for... for uh, let's go there because um, I cannot memorize all of those, but... 1 Corinthians chapter 15. A beautiful um, writing here of Paul uh, ensuring us that whatever problems we have, there's no greater problem than the problem of our soul. There's no greater problem than the problem of death. And that problem, the greatest problem of all, had been solved by the Lord Jesus Christ. So whatever problems you may have, it is, you know, it is just but um, little in comparison to this great problem that Jesus Christ already uh, solved in our lives. In verse number 53, 15, chapter 15, For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. Who giveth us the victory. Through whom? Through the Lord Jesus Christ. That is our victory. The greatest of our problem is solved. All other problems are, you know, but little. All other problems, but uh, easy for us. There's one problem that we cannot bear. There's one problem that we cannot solve. There's one problem that we cannot, um, you know, face. And that is the problem of death and the problem of the, the, you know, the eternal damnation of our soul. But Jesus Christ solved that problem. That is why we are victors. We are triumphant in Him. You see, Apostle Peter wrote this uh, encouragement to the people of God that there will be um, um, trials in life, but ultimately we will have victory. And reality, the reality of suffering. Yes, sufferings are true, but, but, we look beyond all of them to glory because there is glory coming our way. Sometimes, you know, uh, we are struck with the reality that we are afraid of, we are afraid of suffering. We don't want suffering. No one wants suffering. No one here wants to, you know, um, to um, move forward purposely so that you will suffer. No one will do that because all of us, we don't want suffering. We, ha we want smooth life. We want to live a, a happy life, you know. We want to uh, to have a lot of money. We want to have a nice house and uh, big rooms, and uh, we have we we want to have swimming pool. We want to have nice cars. We want to have money in the bank. Uh, we we all want because we want you know uh, to live a, a happy life. We want to live in a very uh, easy life. That's what our flesh wants. That's what we all want. But again, uh, the reality is. You know, there are sufferings. The reality is, we always need of something. We always lack of something. And again, the Lord wants us to know that we don't have to be afraid of suffering. We don't have to be afraid of calamity and adversity in life and hardship for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope that our hardship is because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not because we are in hardship, because we did it ourselves we are in hardship because we, we 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 are we are so reckless with our funds and we borrow money from the bank and all of a sudden you are in debt and and all of a sudden you have problems of paying the uh your loan so those kind of problems are man-made we we, we we did it ourselves and that is the problem that we need to avoid do not go there do not go to those problems that uh, things that we do 
We spend a lot of money for something, but we don't have the money. I remember, I think that was Pastor Bob Hughes, that American people, and I think it's not just American people, that um, they spend the money that they don't have. They buy things that they don't need. And trying to impress people that they don't even like. And exactly that's what many uh, Christians also are, you know, doing. And that is not for the glory of God. If you suffer because you owe a lot of money from the bank, it is not because of Christ. So what Apostle Peter was trying to say here is that it is okay to suffer for the name of Christ. It is okay to suffer, but try your best not to delve into those kind of problems that has nothing to do with souls. It's something to do with our lust, something to do with our you know, um, um, desire. So put all those things in perspective. And, and, and if you suffer for the, for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, so be it, because there is glory behind that suffering. And we don't have to be afraid of that suffering. Hardship and calamities and, and, and problems because of the sake, for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ. And behind that, there is victory. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 20, Verse 28, do not be afraid of those people that will kill you for my name's sake. You will be in perish because, uh, because you stand for the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 28, and fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. And that is God. That is what we need to fear here in this world. We only fear God. We respect, we give our God the utmost respect. We give our God the reverence in our lives. Now here this morning, we will try to focus on the aspect of trials in our Christian life because there are trials. We cannot really avoid trials. Especially if you, are, if you love the Lord. Remember Apostle Paul said that uh, um, uh, they that live godly in Jesus Christ will suffer persecution. The more persecution you will experience, the more trials you will experience if you are faithful to the Lord Jesus. Remember that. Do not think that, oh, now that I am saved, I have Christ in my heart, uh, all of these problems are gone. No, there are more. <laughs> there are more problems coming your way because Satan is angry at you. You, are, you have created an enemy with Satan. You know what? Before you get saved, you are an enemy of God. And when you try to rectify the wrong that you are doing and you want to, to come to God and you want to, uh, um, you accepted God's establishment of peace with you and you have re received Christ in your life and you are now at peace with God, doing that, you're making enemy with Satan. And Satan will not be happy and he's very cruel, he's mean. And he will do everything to pull you down and, and strike you out and, and you know, and that you will regret of what you're doing. I hope that not one of us Christians today will regret of what, what we have, what we have uh, um, um, made uh, decisions for the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. And I hope that um, if we face persecution, if we face um, adversity in our walk with the Lord, if it is for the Lord Jesus Christ, we will face it. And by the grace of God, God will help us. First, here, I want you to see that um, in this life that we are um, living right now, in First in Peter chapter 5, verse number 10, you see experiencing present adversity. Uh, if you are a Christian, you will face this adversity, as the Bible says in First Peter chapter 5, verse number 10, But the God of all grace, who had called us unto His eternal glory by Christ Jesus, and that after that you have suffered a while, Make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. You see, that is the, the end result. That is the end um, um, you know, result of our um, coming to the Lord and suffer for His sake. And remember the word, oh, I love that word, the two words, a while. After that, you have suffered a while. That means there is this ending of that suffering. Suffering is not going to last for all eternity. There is an ending to that. 
But again, no matter how secured we are, no matter how liquid our finances can be, there can still be suffering because it is embedded. It is now embedded for all Christians that will stand for the Lord Jesus Christ. We are going to face problems in life. And no one can deny it. Suffering exists because, of course, we are living in this fallen race. This world that we are living in. And that's why there's a song, This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. We are not going to be at peace with this home because this is no longer our home. Our citizenship is not New Zealand. Our citizenship is in heaven. And that is why, um, you know, uh, the, the, the people of this world will, will, will um, you know, uh, persecute us. As they persecuted our Lord, they also will persecute us. But I will tell you, this world does not belong to Satan. This world still belongs to God. It's just infested now with um, the wrong things. Satan is here, so therefore, uh, this is in a mess. But how wonderful this world was before the fall. If you remember, if you read the, the story there in the Garden of Eden, you see the 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 bless. You see the uh, the blessing of uh, Adam and Eve. Um, there's there's no want there. Everything is provided by God, and everything um, was provided in abundance. There's no sickness in those times. There is no sorrow. There is no death. There was even no um, uh, thorns and thistles. You see, I, I walked at the back and uh, we have plants there. And sometimes they have thistles. They have thorns. You can get pricked there. And it's painful. During the time of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, there's no, there's no such thing as thorns. There's no such things as thistles. There's no, there, there's no sharp things. You see, the environment's perfect, the, the, the te temperature, the atmosphere, everything was perfect. That was before the fall. But because we are living in this, um, in this fallen race, then we have these problems all over the place. Suffering, because also, not just because this is a fallen race, but also uh, of the attacks of the adversary. We have an enemy. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 8. It says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Verse number 9, it says, Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same affliction Afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. In other words, there is this commonality of adversity because we have an adversary. If you are on the side of God, for sure the enemy of God will attack you. He hates God and because you sided with God, now his, his attacks will be on you. He, cannot do, he, cannot do, he could not do anything to harm God but, God, but he knows that God loves us. So in order for him to inflict pain to God, he will attack us. And we are that target now. Because he could not do anything against God. Amen. That is why we are now here in this world. Satan will do everything that he, he would do for us to be destroyed. For the, for, for the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy what he's got in his life is destruction for us. What his aim, all of that design in, in his imaginations is to destroy you and me. But thank God that we have the Lord Jesus Christ on our side, which is greater than him. Yeah. And that is a great blessing to all of us. He is greater than us. He's mightier than us. Satan is stronger than us. In fact, Satan is also is older than us. He did not he did not exist from from eternity. He was created by God. When he was created by God, then he lived all throughout until this day. He is now around 6000 years old and we are just less than 100 years old. 
He knows a lot of things about us. He knows a lot uh, of things of our nature. That's why, you know, his, his technique, his, his idea, his uh, um, attack on, on mankind is all the same. He, 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 he used that attack to Eve and he was successful. He used that attack to, um, to um, Achan and he was successful. And he used the same attack to you and me. And perhaps he is successful. And he used the same attack to the Lord Jesus Christ. He failed. <laughs> he failed. You know what's, what that attack? The lust of the flesh. The lust of the eyes. And the pride of life. He used that same attack since the beginning until today. But he faltered when he encountered the Lord Jesus Christ. That is why, you know... Satan is greater and stronger than us, but we have on our side the one that is greater than him and stronger than him, the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, and, and again, uh, we have these attacks of the adversary, then the persecution of believers as we see the recorded history throughout all the, all the world, the, uh, throughout a lot of uh, thousands of years of persecution. Through the millennia. And right here, right now, right here today, we grieve upon knowing that there are still a lot of our loved ones that are not saved. We grieve upon our spirit that, you know, our loved ones and our friends, the people that we know, are blinded by Satan. And, and they do not believe in God, despite of the reality of God, despite of the clarity of the, of the creation of God. And, and again, we ask God for, for them. We ask God for their salvation. And we really mean it. We really mean that we, we beg the Lord for these people that we know that uh, one day the Lord will open their eyes. One day the Lord will save them. I do not know what's your um, present area of suffering today. I do not know in what area that you are suffering today. And I believe in, 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 in um, you know, in in any way we have this suffering we have suffering uh, that we face today but whatever it is whatever it is apostle paul is very convinced that god's grace will always be sufficient for us he said that uh, in in second corinthians 12 that and he said unto me my grace is sufficient for thee for my strength is made perfect in weakness most gladly therefore will i rather um, glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. You see, experiencing adversity. Not, not just that. Secondly, we are expecting reversal of this adversity. We have this adversity. We have this problem. We have these uh, uh, problems that we uh, experience in life. But I will tell you, my friend, one day there will be a time that will come that the Lord Jesus Christ will reverse all this suffering. Yeah. He will reverse that altogether. When he comes down, you know, and when he comes to, to take us home, things will be different. The, the, the suffering that you experience here in this world, all oh, will be forgotten. And, and, and I believe, uh, as Apostle Paul said, um, um, I think it is in Romans. I want you to see that in the, in the book of Romans, because this is a very uh, beautiful verse for you to, be, uh, to get excited about the pros prospect of the future. That our God, when He comes, um, he, will, he will give us the reversal of the suffering. He will give us no more suffering, but all the, the beauty there, all the, um, you know, the victory there. In verse number 16, or verse number 18, Romans chapter 8, verse number 18. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. This very verse right here has convinced a lot of Christians that they go through, you know, they go to China, they go to Laos, they go to Cambodia, those places that are, uh, that the gospel is restricted, they share the gospel there and they suffer a lot. Some people are persecuted, some people are killed and they don't care about you know, people killing them. Why? Because they know that they suffered death, they suffered persecution, they don't have food, they were in prison for a long time because of their faith of Jesus Christ. They don't, they, it doesn't matter to them because they believe that the suffering of this present time 
are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. I will tell you, my friend, if you are living in your Christian life um, an easy life, I think we will we will think twice um, if we have if we are given a chance to get back to the world. If we if we see the Lord Jesus Christ and we are standing before His throne, if we see the Lord Jesus Christ and the glory that God will will reveal in us, and you look back and you will you will say, Lord. I'm not worthy to this blessing. And you look back all those sufferings that you have experienced in the world. That's nothing. The sufferings that you experience in this life is nothing. But the problem is, the problem is, if you are trying to escape suffering in this world, if you try to escape suffering in this world, that's bad and that's sad. If it is for the Lord Jesus Christ, then allow yourself to suffer because there is a blessing in the future that um, you you would wish you would wish. Oh Lord, I, I wish I I give up my life. Oh Lord, I wish I give up that 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 um, um, uh, education that I I I, I st- strive. Lord, I, I wish I I give up that um, big salary. Oh Lord, I wish I, I give up that fame. I wish I give up that power. Why? Because when you come and see the Lord Jesus Christ, you will see that the hardest of sufferings in this world is not worthy to be compared to the glory. And you can see the 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 this grand glory, the grandeur of glory that Jesus Christ is going to reveal to us. It's so great. And that is why we suffer a little here. You, you suffer something here. It's nothing. It's nothing to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. You see, God wants us to understand that He will reverse this. He will reverse the suffering. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 10. Second Corinthians 12, 10. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. You see how how different how different uh, Apostle Paul from us. Apostle Paul, he loved. He took the pleasure in infirmities, but we escape that. In reality, in our life, we escape these things. We don't want to suffer infirmities. No, no one wants that. But Apostle Paul, oh, that's what I want. That's what I want. Oh, I crave for that. Please, you know, give it to me. He, he, he craved for infirmities. I use the word crave because he takes pleasure. It's like, you know, you take pleasure in eating donut. Apostle Paul, having this infirmity is like eating donut. But we avoid it. We avoid it in our life. We don't want that. Reproaches? Do you like to be like talked about by the people and laugh at? We don't want that. We, tr- we don't want to be embarrassed. We don't want to be you know, subjected into that hot seat and then people will laugh at us. We don't want to be embarrassed. But Apostle Paul, if it is for Christ, he would love to take it. In necessities, who, 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 who wants this? Do you like that you don't have food tomorrow? You don't have, oh, uh, where can I find money to buy rice for tomorrow? Where can I... Where can I find money to buy or to pay my rent? And, and if you, if you, um, you know, if you cannot pay your rent, you're in big trouble. We don't want that. That means you are in necessity. But Apostle Paul, if it is for the sake of Christ, he loves it. He takes pleasure in that. He takes pleasure if he runs out of money. He takes pleasure if it is for the cause of Christ. If he runs out of sleep, then he takes pleasure of that. Because if it is for the cause of Christ, if he, you know, uh, if he strains his muscle to do something, 
If it is for the, for the cause of Christ, He will take it. In persecution, we don't want persecution. We avoid it. We try our best. In fact, many Christians, in order to avoid persecution, they join the crowd. Yeah. They join the crowd yeah. just to avoid persecution. If it will come to a point where, you know, there's a great divide between the people of God and, the, you know, the people of the world, and the people of God will be persecuted, they would rather join to the people of the world. Because... The reason is they want to avoid persecution where in fact the Apostle Paul, he delights in it. He delights in persecution, in distresses for Christ's sake. Why? What caused him to think this way? Because he knows that when it is the end of him, it will be the beginning of God in him. Yeah. That is what he said. He said, for when I am weak, then am I strong. His strength is not coming from him. His strength is coming from the Lord by the time that he's weak. That is why he delights in all this. If it is only for the sake of Jesus Christ. And he knows. He knows that all these adversities, all these sufferings and afflictions and persecutions will be reversed one day. And once it is reversed, wow, all those persecutions cannot be is not are not worthy to be compared when God reverses all these persecutions. That is why it is a great blessing there. After you have suffered a while. Again, we love these two words, a while. <laughs> a while. Oh, thank the Lord that it is just temporary. When you have problems, thank the Lord it is just temporary when you are when you have sickness thank the Lord it is just temporary a pastor is cancer it's, it's not temporary no when we end our life so then we will be with the Lord and that is for all eternity so our suffering in this life is just temporary you see the Apostle Paul said you know I don't really want to go through the suffering in this life anymore I don't want to go through this suffering anymore. I want to be with the Lord. That's the, the, the whole desire that he has in his heart. He wants to be with the Lord. I want, he said, I want to be with God and to behold the beauty of the Lord. And that is in Philippians chapter 1, verse number 23. Philippians chapter 1, verse number 23. For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. You see, he was like, you know, he turned between two lovers. Apostle Paul was turned between two lovers. He loved the Lord very much. Oh, everything in this world is nothing. Um, the, 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 the beauty and the power and the fame, whatever this world can offer to him is nothing. He wants Christ. But he turned between two lovers because he is needful here in this world. He's needful. He, he's being useful by, for the cause of Christ. That is why he said he, he was in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart to, and to be with Christ, which is far better. He wants to be with Christ. Far better. But if you look at the continuation of that verse, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. You see, just like us today, if the Lord will take us home, Praise the Lord, but I think we are needful here. There are so many people that we know that they do not know Christ yet. If we will depart and go to Christ, which is far better, but who will tell these people about Christ? Yeah. That is why we need to be here. That is why it is needful for us to be here. Yeah. That is the reason. But the problem is most Christians, they, they don't want to go to God. They don't want to go to heaven. They want to stay here in this world because... There is this, the, you know, the financial promise in this world is so great. Oh, there is this great blessings in the future. Uh, there is this um, great, you know, abundance in the future. They want to stay here in this world because of the pleasures of this world, but not with Apostle Paul. And I hope not also with you because, you know, the, the Lord Jesus Christ is far greater to be with. After you have suffered a while, you see, after you have suffered a while. In other words, there is this time limit of this suffering. 
This suffering has time limit. It will lapse. And in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse number 6, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse number 6, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. And and again in in um, verse number, let's um, I think let's continue in that in verse number seven. It says that chapter one verse number seven that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. You see, that is the end there. The end of the, those sufferings. It's only for a moment. There is a time limit of all of that. And then we have the promises of heaven. The Apostle uh, Paul wrote down all these promises. And Apostle Paul the same. Apostle Peter, Apostle Paul, and even John the Beloved also wrote about the promise of heaven. In John chapter 14, verse number 1, it said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. What a great promise of that. The great promise of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is why Apostle Paul, he said, he has a desire to depart. He wants to go home with the Lord. He cannot wait until the, the meeting of the Lord Jesus Christ in, you know, in sight. It's no longer by faith. It's all to be in sight. Now, we love the Lord Jesus Christ and we, we see Him by faith. But time will come that we will see Him by sight. The Apostle Paul has the same, Philippians chapter 1, verse 23. Again, he said, For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. And again, in 2 Corinthians 5, 8, he said, We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be present with the, from the, uh, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. He would rather depart from the flesh. He would rather depart from the body. That means he would rather die and meet the Lord immediately. Because from the absence of the body is to be present with the Lord. Immediately, your soul um, will, will meet the Lord. Your spirit will, will, will meet the Lord. Your body will remain here. But Jesus Christ will come to save the body. He will save our body. He will, he will, he will uh, you know, um, get this body back up and... We will re-enter our body. But that's a new body. That is incorruptible body. For this corruptible must have put on incorruption. And this mortal must have put on immortality. So that is what um, the Holy Spirit will be doing. Experiencing adversity. Expecting reversal of adversity. Number three, enhancing preparation for glory. In First Peter chapter 5, verse number 10, But the God of all grace who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. My friend, God is preparing all of us for the glory of his name. But it is through suffering. Through suffering, we are prepared for glory. God is preparing us. He is perfect. Us. In other words, God wants us to be mature. God wants us to be... I don't know if you understand this. If a Christian is not mature, he cannot be used by God. Yep. Because he's a babe. Yep. Can you use like Nehemiah? Like a baby? Nehemiah doesn't like it. Nehemiah doesn't like it. When, we, when I talk about him being a baby. But if someone is assisting you do things... Someone will take you will 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 shower you. Someone will give your clothes. You are a baby, and he doesn't like it. Immature. 
We want someone who can look after himself so that that someone will also look after, you know, the younger ones. We want, God wants you and me to be mature. That's supposed to be, you are supposed to be teaching people about the word of God, but yeah. you need someone to teach you again. Yeah. Why? Because you cannot grasp it. You cannot handle it. You cannot handle it yourself. You need someone to teach you things that you are supposed to be teacher already. That is why God wants us to be mature. For the, uh, I said, um, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. That means must be mature. You must be matured because when you become mature, you will be used. You know, I thank the Lord that Sam has grown a little bit. <laughs> She's a help. You know, she can help. You know, if 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 me and Jinky will will uh, travel, maybe I think Sam can look after the children. <laughs> I tell you, um, it's a great blessing when you and I will become mature in the Word of God. Because when you are mature, you will not easily get offended. You are mature. Children can get offended because they are immature. So, the Bible says, um, Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Why? Because they love the Word of God. And we know the reality of men, you know, the, 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 the frailty of men. You're not, you don't get offended by that. Because it is expected from men to fail you. Your, your, your family can fail you. Your spouse can fail you. Your children can fail you. Your parents can fail you. But the word of God will never fail you. Amen. That is why if you love the word of God, happy are you. Great peace have they that love thy law or love your word, for nothing shall offend them. You see, the God is preparing us for glory through suffering, and in that, you will grow mature. Oh, I don't want to go to the church again because the pastor did not shake my hand. <laughs> it happens. It happens so many times. You see, even the first Christians in 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 um, Jerusalem, when they have this, um, you know, they grew in number, and then they have this distribution of food, and then the Grecians are left out, uh, the Hebrews are provided well, and the Grecians were oh, murmuring because they don't have enough share. Oh, why why only receive this? And look at them; they have a lot. And we only have this kind of, uh, this small amount of food. Murmuring. Immature. You see, we need to grow. We need to be mature. And that is God's purpose in our lives. But we go, we become mature through suffering. When you have enough suffering in your life and you exercise your, your you know, uh, still you love the Lord despite of all that, you are mature. And again, God is establishing us, building our faith. When we go through trials, when we go through typhoons and storms in life, and you still rely upon God's uh, uh, provision. You still trust in the Lord, despite of your uh, difficult situations. Many people in the Philippines, when big typhoons will strike the country, uh, they will lose their homes, they will lose their uh, uh, you know, positions. Uh, what they have is just whatever they have. Their clothes, you know, because most of the time they, they lose their clothes and will be um, um, in need after that. They have no house. To, uh, many of them will stay in a, in a public like gymnasium and all that because they lost their house. But many of them, Christians especially, oh, they still praise the Lord. Once they see their loved ones okay, um, alive and they are they are okay with that they are okay without without homes to um, um, to, to, to to go to 
Why? Because God is building their faith. Their, their faith in the Lord are demonstrated in the time of adversity. If you don't have problem, you cannot be tested. If you don't have problems in life, God cannot, cannot uh, we cannot tell whether you are faithful to the Lord. And God is strengthening us. He is strengthening us. He is placing us on a firm foundation. He is giving us this um, um, blessing that uh, despite of our problems, uh, he, will, he will still be there to help us. And again, God is enhancing or enhancing our preparation for glory and He is establishing our position in eternity. The suffering now cannot be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. As the Bible says in Romans 8, verse number 18. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time, present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. We are ears of God and joint ears with Christ. And remember that Christ was suffering, so also we have to go through suffering. You want to, you want to reign with Christ? Oh, you have to suffer with Christ. Jesus Christ reigned right now. He is in the right hand of God. But he suffered. You know, before he reached that point, he suffered. You and I, if you and I want to uh, join Christ in his reign, we have to join Christ in his suffering. And it is given. Groaning now, glory later. It, you cannot get there without going through this process. And we understand suffering. But the glory ahead is beyond our understanding. You see, we know, we know, oh, if someone, our loved ones will go, will die, we know the suffering there, the agony, the, the sorrow. If you lost your job, oh, there's a pain there. And there's a fear of the future. If you, if you lose your health, if you lose your friendship, if you lose your spouse, your wife, there's fear and there's whatever things that will come into your mind. If you lose your husband or, or if, if your son is, you know, th those kind of things. We understand suffering. But I tell you, the glory ahead of us is beyond our understanding. We cannot fathom that, the glory that's coming. That's what Apostle John said. He said, um, um, Behold what manner of love that the Father had bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. And the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Now, I said, I, I, let, let's go there. First John. First John. How Apostle John said this, I think in first, uh, chapter 3. First John chapter 3. Behold, what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us, verse 1, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And he said in 1 Corinthians, Apostle Peter, Apostle Paul said, 1 Corinthians 2.9, but as it is written, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man um, the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. You cannot imagine right now. You imagine heaven. Oh, the streets of gold. We imagine that. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, the pearly gates. The mansions bright and blessed. We, we, we imagine these things. But the actual, the actual blessings that God had prepared for you and me, it's unimaginable. It's beyond our imagination. We only saw the glimpse of that. We only saw that from the Bible the, the glimpse of what heaven is all about. But there are more to that when we come and see him. That is why the Bible says, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. The things which God prepared for them that love him. 
Do you love God? My friend, if you love God, happy are you. Because there is great blessing coming your way. And again, uh, I still have a lot of things to to um, to sh share to you this morning, but um, I already, as the time of our um, allocated time for preaching, I hope that that ministers your heart. Suffering, so be it. If it is for Christ's sake, so be it. Because that is nothing in comparison to the glory when God will reveal Himself to us in person. When we see Him face to face, all of these sufferings, nothing. That is why, don't worry about it. People will persecute you, that's nothing. Um, you will lose your job because of Christ, that's nothing. Because when Jesus Christ appears, you know, you will see how glorious He is. And you will be part of that. You will reign with Him. This bar is in prayer. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for the encouragement from your word. Lord, truly, we are afraid of suffering. Truly, we are afraid of reproaches and persecutions and, 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 and needs and necessities. Lord, we are afraid of all of that. Lord, please, take us away from that. Take us away from, from that uh, situation. But Lord, uh, if it is your will, and if it is for us to grow in our faith, Lord, help us to, um, to be able to comprehend and see and accept it. And Lord, help us to still place our faith in you. And that, Lord, uh, it will strengthen our faith rather than it weakens our faith. Bless, Lord, your people. And I pray that um, we here in Mount Zion Bible Baptist Church will become even stronger in our faith in you. And that, Lord, uh, we'll allow ourselves to be used by you, O God, because there is this great glory that's coming our way. And, Lord, we want to be a part. We want to be um, with the Lord Jesus Christ. And he will say to us, well done, thou good and faithful servant. But, Lord, help us to be faithful first. Help us to be proven faithful to you. Help your people, Lord, and bless your people. Thank you, Lord, once again for your goodness. Thank you for the great blessing that you have given to us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. And Brother Bong, let's uh, sing that final hymn.